Hi, my name is Pranav and welcome to Shebang and it's another episode. Uh, I had a really, really insightful chat with Siddhant Morik who is from Mado Marketing and I'm sure you guys follow him. You follow the page and you love the content. So here are some insights on consumer, how consumer behaviors work. Here are some insight on if you are starting up in the marketing world, what are the things that you need to be careful for. And uh, I hope you really enjoy this podcast because I really had a lot of fun speaking to Siddhant about it. So, Siddhant, welcome to Shebang in it. Thank um, you so much. It's, it's, it's a pleasure having you here. It's a pleasure talking to you. Wonderful, and, excited about and this. all the work that you've been doing. So, I really wanted to do this because people should know Siddhant More for Siddhant More and Madova Marketing and the journey that you guys, you have been on for the last, what, eight years, nine years now? Yeah, 2014, so eight years, yeah. Okay, 2014 to 2022 and over three million people that follow you, so... That's an amazing journey, right? <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah, and uh, hasn't come easy for sure. Yeah. And uh, it has its own cycles. Okay. You know, some, some years are better than the others. And uh, right now, we seem to be in a good place. Awesome. That's amazing. So, my, my first, first very question is, um, yes. I was going through your LinkedIn. I found that you have done a CFA level one. You have passed your CA, CA level two. Yeah. Uh, you were technically in the finance sector all throughout your college. So, so, yeah, that's actually a pretty funny thing about me. I've been yeah. very indecisive ever since childhood. <laughs> okay. um, only very late, I you know, was able to decide that, okay, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Um, for the longest time, I thought that finance was my calling, um, and which is why I pursued these courses. Um, even when I was doing my MBA, um, till the very last day of college, I wasn't able to decide. And the funny thing with MBA is then the third thing comes in, which is consulting. Yeah. So I was like, okay, am I going to do finance? Am I going to do marketing? Am I going to do consulting? and uh, just wasn't able to decide. Um, but thankfully for mm -hmm. me, um, this worked out. And I'd, this is actually neither of the three. Okay. It's like, it's all of these combined and yeah. it has a lot of other elements in it. It's some creativity, it's some media knowledge, it's uh, this and that. Yeah. So I guess that little bit of indecisiveness which made me do all of these different things is actually coming in handy. Yeah. Because I'm being able to deploy all of those different things with Madova Marketing now. Yeah, that's, that's really nice because, I mean, taking that finance knowledge, putting it into marketing and now being this big in terms of a company, company as well. I mean, that's great. Kudos to you on that. Thank you. Uh, so, but like when you say finance, uh, you were hardcore into revenue and profitability at the earlier company before you started. That was uh, actually sales. So oh, that's okay. a fourth segment altogether. Oh, okay. It, it wasn't finance, finance. It okay. was sales. So the idea was um, to sell as much as possible. Mm -hmm. um, again, that had some elements of marketing into it as well, because you need to have a little bit of knowledge about everything before you're able to right. sell something. If you don't right. know the product, if you can't market it, you can't sell it. So yeah, I think, um, yes, it's been all over the place, but um, better late than never. <laughs> so where did the idea of starting a page on Instagram back in 2015 or Facebook actually, I think yeah, you started with Facebook. Started right? with Facebook, yes. Yeah, so how did it start like, and that too in marketing, especially when you're not from the marketing domain, I would say. So, well, Coincidentally, even though most of my education was finance-based, um, but this was a very personal endeavor. Um, it was it started from the lines of that, hey, you know what? Uh, everyone's interested in advertising. Everyone's every, If you see an interesting ad, you like it. You're, and ads are very cultural that yeah. way, right? You talk about it with yeah. your friends. Yeah. It need not be very industry-specific. Hmm. But back then, every single conversation around this industry was happening in a very formal language. It was happening um, for the industry folks, right? Mm -hmm. No one was talking about ads to just 
you and me to just a single user correct and uh, i would have loved it if someone was talking about it to me and mm -hmm. you know telling me what was the idea behind it the taking me through the creativity behind it mm. but that didn't exist yeah. it was about that it was very industry specific very jargon heavy very technical correct um so i thought that you know what no one's talking about it might as well yeah. and um and it was a gap in the market right because mm -hmm. there was a large segment of the audience which was waiting to be addressed yeah no one was talking to them and which is why first move as advantage really worked talking mm -hmm. to users who want to be consuming this type of content mm -hmm. and uh, yeah actually before facebook we 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 were a blog oh and, is it uh, which is where you know i was able to talk about the idea behind a campaign the okay. creativity behind a campaign okay uh, that translated to facebook purely because then that's where people started spending time okay right and then people started spending time more on instagram so we moved there hmm. and with every new platform that people are spending time on we'll keep moving there yeah. maybe <laughs> 10 years from now none of these will exist maybe there's something else maybe shebang becomes a, a oh, media company wow, altogether we'll, we'll be on shebang all the time <laughs> okay that'd be great <laughs> but uh, that's that's really nice uh, when you talk about first movers and advantage but moreover you talking about how ads are more culturally relevant right yeah. so maybe we could talk a little bit about that like what is it that you find that advertising or rather the world of advertising yeah is it is it that it drives culture or is it that culture in many ways is inspired by you know the world of advertising it's a chicken and egg situation right <laughs> one it can't be so easy hmm. because if it was one of these then uh, ad making would be a piece of cake right, right. um if it's always driven by culture then it's easy to just keep drawing inspiration but ads also inspire so it also Correct. happens the other way around um of late there is definitely a trend of people um drawing from 90s culture yeah, right yeah, yeah. um and not the cred ad for exactly it. and not just cred yeah. various others as mm. well um a lot of inspiration is being drawn because um people with spending power today the majority of the audience which people want to address to yeah. are people who relate to the no, 90s yeah, yeah. and hence that's coming back in a big way i don't think it will be here for more than a couple of more years okay. and it couldn't have been here 2 years ago as well hmm. this is like a sweet spot right um, okay. where people with real purchasing power a large part of the audience which is the target audience of these brands hmm. just happens to be that uh, segment which is very nostalgic about 90s music 90s yeah. movies i i myself am one of those <laughs> i i've talked to me about bollywood and like yes, i can start talking right now yeah um yeah. so yeah i think it goes both ways hmm. and uh, but yeah ads do need to set cultural instances as well and they do Yeah. right which is why uh, lots of ads turn into memes that is an correct. example of ads setting something um, yeah, more cultural yeah so one of what is your, like two or three of your ads that you really really like from the 90s if you may oh damn back then yeah. oh wow um it it, it would be uh, you know preposterous if i don't talk about the um the ad which goes in the end jalebi yeah. the thing about that ad is mm -hmm. that no one tends to talk about the brand right it was dhara oil if i'm not yes, mistaken yes yes right was. so no one talks about the brand everyone talks about the kid and everyone talks about the jalebi thing yeah um so yeah and then the jingles mm -hmm. right where are jingles i wish that there were more jingles in today's day and age right um but That's anything with a jingle to make right now yeah. so sidan so send more jingles to madova <laughs> marketing <laughs> I, i i love jingles right okay. um th they're catchy right back right. in the day you found yourself humming jingles and that's how people remembered ads sure people don't have the mind space or the attention span to register big jingles these days but i think that if uh, thematic ads from the 90s can come back why not jingles as well yeah especially with the move back towards audio hmm. right um 
audio was big in the 90s then it disappeared into two, 2000s and 2010s yeah. but now even audio is coming back with podcasts with um, your uh, smart devices with Siri and Alexa yeah. people are using audio to do a lot and lot more hmm. search on audio is really really increasing um, consumption on audio is increasing so why not I think jingles can and should come back that's amazing okay but don't you agree <laughs> I, I, I do I do I completely agree with the aspect of jingles should come back uh, but I think the take on jingles also yeah. have has has evolved since you know audience uh, I would say the the shorter the time that you're actually spending in terms yeah. of consuming something has reduced hmm. uh, so jingle timings or probably the two minute long jingles will also reduce over a period of time which they already have definitely so I think they should definitely come back and I, I in many ways they are I believe like a lot of people have slowly started putting out jingles here and there. Um, yeah. Download cred baby, that's, yeah, a, that's yeah, a jingle. That b- bounty ad, yeah, yeah exactly. So I think in some ways or the other th- yeah. that is coming back. Yeah. So you also run a podcast. I right? do, yes. How is that going for you? It's, it's going good surprisingly mm-hmm. because, um, okay, so I, I want to talk about how we thought that this is something that we should do. Right. I've already spoken about how audio is starting to yes, become a thing right. once again yeah. um, but but here's what we thought that a we don't have podcast expertise mm-hmm. and b we don't think that our audience already listens to other podcasts hmm. so it's a different thing getting current podcast listeners to listen to your podcast and it's a completely different thing to get people who don't listen to podcasts starting to listen to your podcasts Correct. and a large part of our audience is actually people who are listening to it for the first time hmm. and that actually feels really good that we were able to create a habit hmm. for users okay. um, and we differentiated it quite a bit mm-hmm. usual podcasts are 30 minutes long, one hour long. Yeah. Um, they are usually conversational, they are usually talking about a deep topic Um, but then my thought was that I don't think people have that much time I don't think people have that attention span Hmm. Um, funnily enough this started at the peak of the pandemic Mm -hmm. when people weren't even traveling correct so if you're traveling you still spend enough time listening to it but if people are at home are they really gonna spend half an hour listening to a podcast so we decided to pivot it and we said you know what we'll make five minute podcast episodes only yeah and which is why we call it let's do shots yeah um and we thought it would be catchy because it's a very common thing that people say oh yeah let's do shots but (laughs) we we wanted to stick yeah um so we created like five minute mini episodes wherein we took one crazy topic and just explained it to the listener in and you also have to be very um, very simple in the words that you use. Hmm. You have to explain it like you're explaining to a, to a ten-year-old. Yeah, that's the only way it works. Mm-hmm. So when you're saying this, so there are podcasts. There's a there's a blog that you run. There is the social media pages that you have. They all run with the idea of creativity being at the center of it, and also having to know what exactly is happening on the back end. Correct? Yeah. Like what is the behind the scene be- for this particular idea? Yeah. So where do you get the behind the scene? Because not everybody speaks about, oh, I did this campaign and this is what my thought process is. Because you're breaking down the campaign. Mm-hmm. Every single, uh, I would say, post I see, it's broken down into this was the idea, this was the objective, and this is how they did it. But how do you get that information? How do you break it down? What is your thought process on it? It's honestly, it's not information that we get mm-hmm. because then what would we be adding to it? Mm. Um, my thought process is that the ad exists and the campaign exists. Correct. Why should people consume that on Madover marketing? Hmm. Because we'll add an extra layer to it. 
we'll present it in a way that the audience finds value in it mm. even if they are not the target consumer for it can they be the target consumer for the creativity behind it can they be the consumer for the idea behind it um which is why like you said so we break it down into telling the user that this is the problem statement this is what they thought about and hence this is what they're doing mm. um and again so that's that's almost um like our own understanding of that uh, our own um breaking down of those different facets so it's not always uh, a call to the brand that okay we want to know what your thought process was because yeah. otherwise it's not scalable mm-hmm. so it's our own thought process of and our own understanding of what we think mm. um was the idea behind it more or less it clicks we've not received calls from brands saying hey that's not what we meant can you <laughs> can you remove that yeah that'll um, be an awkward conversation yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like uh oh <laughs> yeah So so you do you see there is there there are there being a trend where you're seeing majority of your consumption of content moving in that direction where people want to know the behind the scenes of something like this right because I believe that's how you've grown right so do you see there being you know, more of it I'm hoping that stays like that mm-hmm. um but the only reason it stays like that is if attention span also stays mm-hmm. because it it takes time to really understand a campaign correct um what used to be long blogs which took users 2 minutes to read hmm. got converted into instagram posts which now takes people 40 seconds to read yeah. read um i i don't think we can explain a campaign in 15 seconds right yeah you, um, i don't think so i don't <laughs> think we can do that so i'm hoping that stays otherwise if it doesn't stay like that we'll figure out figure out a way okay how can we explain <laughs> this in 10 seconds it yeah. will probably be a shoddy job but you have to do it <laughs> yeah so you're seeing that so saying by saying that you're also saying that a lot of the the reels have grown which you guys also have started doing a lot like you've pivoted from just doing posts like we spoke earlier also mm-hmm. into reels which yeah. is something that people tend to consume more often yeah so like video format content or other video yeah. content is something you think is going to go a long way in the next 2 3 years um i think it has already come a long way okay um i also think that we were a little late to the party okay um i wish that we made this pivot like a couple of years back maybe a year back at least hmm. um which is when what we would have been doing would have been new would have been um yeah. oh this is something different that's happening right now it's something that's almost a basic necessity correct right um now for the future i do it can't just go away in just a few years right mm. although video has been here for a long time mm. but even short term video now has been here for a long time nothing mm. new about yeah. it but i think that from a consumption point of view it's here to stay mm. um personally i'm not a very big fan of short form content okay um even though everything that we've designed is centered around that how yeah. can we make it shorter 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 yeah but the only reason i say that is because you lose a little bit of narrative we li- lose a little bit of storytelling right so i would love it if the audience takes their time and listens to a longer piece or yeah. reads a longer piece because yeah. uh, we really do have that much to say mm-hmm. you know and there are really those many great campaigns happening to be broken down correct so f- purely from a creative standpoint i wish you know the attention span was longer mm. but like i said if it's a shorter format that's working we will be there no matter what got it got it so if so just to understand now uh, how many of or other if you can tell me a little bit about your audience demographic itself is it do you see it to be more gen z focused do you see it to be more millennial focused how how does that split work out for you guys at mon overall so any platform any media company will have a larger audience base um which reflects to the audience base when they were growing the most hmm. 
right? Hmm. Um, we were growing the most at a time when it was the millennial audience that was latching on to our content. Hmm, correct. Um, if we were growing now, then it would be the Gen Z content. Uh, Gen Z audience space. Got it. Um, our content is also reflective of that. Um, it is a little bit, I, I would say 25 plus, is, it's skewed over there. Okay. Um, so, okay. 100% of the audience is between 18 to 35. Okay. There's Got no it. one below that, there's no one above that. Okay. I don't think okay. a 40 year old is really. You define that then. <laughs> yeah, well, 95%. I'm sure there are. Um, outliers as well. Mm. But uh, between this 18 to 35, a higher majority is 25 plus and the lower majority uh, is okay. 18 to 25, which is the Gen Z yeah, audience. The Gen Z currently. audience, yeah. yeah. But that's a challenge for us because mm. that's the audience that we want to um, appeal to appeal to in the next growth stage. Correct. I don't think that growth stage is happening on Facebook and Instagram anymore. Yeah. It has to come from somewhere else. Hmm. And right. where do you think that could come from if it does? Right now, there isn't any one single platform hmm. that you know that we are looking at that this is for the future. Hmm. Um, still waiting for it. Um, TikTok could have been that, but um, it's not there for us. Reels is anyway part of Instagram. I don't think that um, again growing on the back of just Reels will help you grow, grow yeah. a massive Gen Z audience. Hmm. It has to come from somewhere else. You know, um, podcasts and newsletters seems seem like an old man's cup of tea, but yeah. it really isn't. Right. Okay. Um, a lot of the younger audience is spending time on podcasts. Are a they? lot of the younger audience are le are reading newsletters. Um, purely because the definition of newsletters have changed. Mm -hmm. Earlier right. newsletters used to be just links, links, links. You get a newsletter, there are five links in it, people read it's boring, yeah. it's intrusive, yeah. it's not fun. Um, what we've tried to do with our newsletter is we've made it very personalized. Okay. So, which is why we call it the Chitthi. Yes. Um, wherein it's a letter, personalized letter that goes addressed from me to each and every single user, starts off with how my week was, takes users through what's happening behind the scenes in Madhava marketing and then talks about the topic for the day, then talks about the campaign we want to talk about. Got it. And I think the younger audience likes that level of personalization. They mm. like it that you're speaking to them, yeah. not yeah. at them, uh, to them individually, not as a whole group per se. Mm. Um, so while we don't have a demographic breakup, but f just purely from the responses that we get, yeah. it is a lot of the younger audience that's actually responding to that. Okay, that's amazing. Like, so I, I, I infer two, three things out of it actually. I take in personalization as one piece. I take in Gen Z wanting things to be a lot more personalized for them. And do you think in, the, in that direction actually, uh, smaller brands when they're growing on platforms like an Instagram or even your newsletters. Yeah. So this kind of an approach makes sense for them, correct? Like to include every single person that follows them or has... You know, which is why open building has become so popular. Okay. And you'll see a lot of young founders doing that, mm -hmm. wherein they take to their personal Twitter handles or personal LinkedIn handles and, uh, and take their followers through how they are building the startup. Hmm. And they'll be very, very transparent. They're hmm. going to share their failures with you. They're going to share their revenue numbers with you. Every single thing is being spoken about and uh, which... Why does it work? Because A, it's authentic, yeah. it's transparent, you get to see the behind the scenes hmm. and earlier what started with purely just someone doing it for the kicks of it, yeah. now it's become sort of like a trend hmm. because everyone wants to know what's happening and it's an easier way to get your upcoming brand to be in the minds of people rather than spending a lot on like marketing campaigns, buying yeah. ad spaces and stuff like that. Yeah, so you're using your uh, CEOs and founders as 
influencers uh, in this case. Correct? Don't you think a lot more of that is happening? I, I see. I, I, did you not see the whole truth? Exactly, uh, the whole truth. Yeah, with Shashank. Yeah, he he was basically the influencer in the exactly. Exactly, and so now they're doing a second. They did they, a second they, leg they to that as well. They have a second leg also yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree with you there completely. Huh. Where I've seen a lot of founders put their word forth yeah. and. That drives a lot of these people to join the advertising. Saving world. money on models as well. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when are you starting to do that for Madhu Marketing? Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> okay, that's great. So uh, when when you talk about somebody who is uh, just joining the field of marketing, yeah, right, because you've been here for the past eight nine years more, uh, you've seen the industry evolve from being centric towards TVCs, DVCs, reels. You've seen the entire transition. So, if somebody is new to the world, what are the things that they should know before joining the advertising or the marketing world? You know, the answer to that should actually be the contrary. Mm-hmm. I feel they should not know anything. Okay. Because many times we are very heavily influenced by popular case studies, mm. by great marketing campaigns, iconic marketing campaigns. But if you notice the n- the new campaigns which really work, they, you cannot. Relate them to any of the previously done campaigns. Hmm. Hmm. So why take out from campaigns which have worked in the past and rehash them in a new way? Yeah. Okay. Or why even be um, why restrict your thinking to that? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I think not knowing anything and absolutely fresh energy, fresh thought of mind, new creativity will actually bring something really new. Hmm. It's difficult for new things to come by. It almost feels like sab kuch to ho gaya. Exactly. Where will more new stuff come from? Yeah. Yeah. So. I think that they shouldn't know anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know it's drastic to say that, right? But <laughs> why not? Yeah, no, for somebody for sure, somebody who's just joining the world of marketing, for them it is a confusing world because yeah. there's so much happening all the time. Right? Each and every brand is trying to make their space, each and every agency is trying to make their space mm. in some way or the other. So You know, more than the individual mm. who joins it. Yeah. It's about the people that they're working with okay. and their managers okay. who actually need a lot more responsibility in this okay so i think they should be the ones who should know that hey if there is a completely new person joining your team hmm. who's going to bring you some creative ideas create some awesome campaigns for you hmm. just let them make like a thousand mistakes let them come to you with like the most terrible of ideas and like you know don't uh, like encourage them to bring bad ideas mm-hmm. because out of 10 bad ideas yeah. then the 11th one will be awesome got it and got like it, it the most creative ideas yeah. are the most outrageous ones. Yeah, yeah. If everyone agrees to um, the your idea in in the very first go, hmm. it's an idea which everyone has understood in the first go, which means there was never a ah wow moment. Yeah, right. Yeah, it should sound outrageous at first, and then it should crescendo to a moment where you get in whole hold on. That's mind blowing. That is, actually this works. This is this is going to change. Yes. This is clutter breaking, as yes. as we all like, like to call it. Imagine the Vodafone Zuzu campaign. Mm, yeah. And the first time it would have been pitched in in an office room, in a boardroom. Like we are going to get people to hear somebody walking around with yeah. just I don't know. And yeah, looking like we, we get people to um, wear something like that, and we'll call them Zuzus, and they'll just walk around, and we'll shoot something. Yeah. It sounds bizarre. Yeah, yeah, but correct. I think that at that moment in time, it was one of the most iconic campaigns. Hmm. The Happy Dent campaign with using teeth hmm. as uh, oh now they are clients. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are our clients. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Im- imagine the very first 
time someone you know thought about ki we're going to use teeth as substitutes for headlights substitute yeah. for street lights and chandeliers it's yeah. bizarre but someone agreed to it yeah so it has to sound outrageous at first and for ideas to sound outrageous at first you have to let people bring you bad ideas hmm. that's absolutely fine okay got it so as a young marketer i should get you bad ideas in which you'll pick one which is the great one Well, <laughs> thankfully, I don't have to pick them. <laughs> Brands have to. I just have to talk about them. Okay, great. So my actually my question then is, and I I I do this before as well. Where do you get this information? Right? Where? How are you looking for it? How how do you find we're, this? We're everywhere. <laughs> okay. We we have eyes and um, minds literally on all corners of the internet. But on the more serious note. Um, there's a lot of ugc happening hmm. which means brands um reach out with their co- new campaigns agencies reach out with their new campaigns hmm. users who find awesome stuff they reach out so okay. that helps a lot um many times we get in fact most of the campaigns that we get we actually get them before they are released okay um purely so that we have enough time to talk about it if we want to um, right. and can be timed with the release as well um but yes a large part of it is genuinely just research on the internet hmm. um there are platforms yeah okay got it <laughs> the thing is it it can't be another media company because what else is madhav marketing doing right yeah you have to um you have to know the people who are actually going to be creating these campaigns hmm. you have to be in touch with those people yeah yeah so it's about also creating those relations and that network hmm. with the people who know that okay i'm going to create something awesome and this is a platform that i actually want to talk about it to so what is your process of the outrageous idea because you will have a certain process saying that okay i get up in the morning have my cup of coffee this is my daily inspiration i look at it and that's where i get my outrageous idea from So what is your ideal process of going about your outrageous idea? Yeah, I don't think that it happens overnight or once every day. Hmm. It's something that happens over time. Okay. It's about the experiences that you've had. It's a trial and error process. Um, Would you say that? Definitely, but purely from a creativity point of view, um it's a function of how you have grown, the experiences you've had, the kind of interactions that you've had so i know now it's going to start sounding like a very motivational um <laughs> conversation but genuinely if you surround yourself with the right kind of people hmm. if you surround yourself with the people who are crazy in what they do yeah. who are very diverse from yourself hmm. who who do great at life um i think drawing from that energy mm. and drawing from those conversations actually makes you more creative got it okay um and more importantly really really keeping up with the pulse of the audience it's damn important mm. because if you get keeping a pulse of the audience you will start to understand what they will find creative mm. and what they will not got it the ideas that i individually find creative many times i don't go ahead with it because at the end of the day i want the audience to find it creative got it um from and from that point um which is why uh, a curator yeah a curator's job is to have good taste right okay um it, the, the curator's job is not to necessarily do something outrageously creative hmm. a curator's job is to uh, have good taste and give the user what they think they're going to really find good taste in the outrageous ideas correct absolutely okay only if that was <laughs> easily available <laughs> yeah obviously no doubt about that you also have a page called as uh, madover movies 
correct? Erstwhile, yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you don't uh, work on that at this moment? Not at this moment, no. So, but you know, you never know. Maybe sometime again mm-hmm. down the line, maybe in the future. Um, the reason to start a mad over movies was because of the same gap that I told you, mm-hmm. right? Movies are huge. The movie industry in India is huge. They spend gazillions on marketing, but think about it. Mm-hmm. Movie marketing has not really evolved with blast. product marketing. Correct. Right? The entire Mommy Awards also was done purely by you because I'm guessing this started was two years ago, correct? Yeah. And it's been two editions now. Yeah. And you have had more than, how many entries do you on an average get now? Because you have We do up like 500 maybe. Wow, 500 entries from agencies and brands all across India. Yes, that's true. That's, that's huge. That's huge. It's uh, it was um, unexpected. Mm-hmm. The first, so I always wanted to do this. Um, I I feel like there's so much good work being hap- you know happening around us. Yeah. You need to celebrate it. Correct. And uh, once again, the idea behind the awards is always doing something which is not already happening. Yeah. Right. So one of the really interesting categories that we created was the best social media content, which did not go live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so we we thought that. That's also interesting. We're celebrating good work. It need not just be always about the best campaign. Correct. What didn't go live? Yeah. What was the best amongst those? Mm. Um, so when I started it, I was like, okay, this is usually award events are big banner events. Yeah. Right. You have big names coming in as jury members. You have your biggest of brands participating and biggest of agencies participating. Will I be able to do it? Will it be a success? Like, mm-hmm. what happens if people don't nominate? Mm-hmm. And you know, you still have to go ahead with it because you've onboarded this crazy jury panel, which are who's who of the industry. Um, And then you can't go to them and say that, by the way, these are some lanky panky, (laughs) minimal number of entries that we have. You can't do that, so I was scared. I did not know how it's gonna work out. Um, But thankfully, um, people loved the platform and hence they wanted to be part of this Hmm. and it worked out for us. It was crazy to do it alone, yes. Um, But I always have good soundboards around me to get ideas from. Um, a lot of people in the industry whom I can call up any time and sort of, um, you know, understand what's good, what's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still, um, it was scary for sure. But yeah. the second time around, I was a lot more confident. I knew how to get it done. Correct. And uh, hopefully, it's here to stay. Hopefully, yeah, you know, sure. ten years down the line, it uh, becomes one of the Big nice ones. Hopefully, I'm guessing it's going to be that in the next two, three years itself. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Yeah. Where Where do you think the future of marketing is going? I. I'll start with a few things that should change and then what could the future be like. I feel that if one crazy idea works, Mm. everyone starts to do it, right? Um, One thing starts to work for two brands and three brands, you'll suddenly see 50 brands doing it. Mm. And by the time the fourth brand does it, it starts to look so stale, it starts to look so last year. um, And the first few brands have already benefited from it because it was their creativity. Yeah. But the f- eventual 30 brands who do it, they actually stand to lose a lot more from their own perception mm. of their own positioning in front of the audience than to s- gain from it from just a momentary eyeball, a mm. momentary spike in traffic, mm. um, a momentary mention on social media. Yeah. That definitely needs to change. Um, a second thing which I feel should change is how we are working with influencers. Okay. I think we've got it all wrong. Okay. Um, 
not entirely yeah. but i'm talking about the long tail and the majority okay of course right. there'll always be some awesome people doing some awesome work with influencers Correct. right yeah. they'll always be there um but more and more um we're moving away from the individual aesthetic mm-hmm. of the influencer moving away from the influencer's voice mm. and bringing the brand's voice right got it um an influencer should not use the same words that a brand would use in their ads mm. an individual should continue uh, they influ- should bring their authenticity exactly. to their brand that's got the it. only way it works that's how it started yeah. which is why it worked which is why it became huge yeah but now it's not the that case anymore yeah um people it's growing the industry the is great economy is booming right now spending tons and tons yeah. of creators and influencers Correct. but the roi on that is not as high because they're not being leveraged the right way hmm. so what sorry then what do you think is the right approach in that case for a brand i would actually say let the creator and the influencer hmm. come up with the content and come up with the script got it right a lot of what i'm seeing is that they're given a script yeah they're given a direction sure a brief needs to be there yeah but let them do the heavy lifting right um if a brand is working with five influencers why do all five influencers have the same narrative because it's come from the brand got it you use their five individual narratives and individual storylines and their individual personalities to bring out the best hmm. Hmm. um hmm. that way you actually double down because that's what their audience wants to listen to yeah they want to listen to the brand's voice otherwise they would be following the brand not the influencer correct correct that's that's an incredible insight actually and yes going back to the future then in that case there was a second point in terms um, of the creative about, economy about about uh, the um the interesting bit about um metaverse and mm. the reason i put metaverse in quotes is okay. that till now very few brands have actually done something in the metaverse yeah um but hundreds of brands have created video games on the desktop and called it the metaverse got it right um but when a brand truly figures out how, what they can do hmm. um in this space it's going to be a game changer because right now no one knows what it is right even if someone's done something like decentraland people have done yeah, really yeah. good stuff there um i know wendy's does some really good they stuff do. in the west um but they're f- so far and few in between that the users aren't really necessarily um uh, consuming that content even now it's only gamers who are consuming that content hmm. because that's something that they've been doing for the last many years correct it will change when users like you and me i don't i'm not a gamer are you i am not right when users like you and me are actually entering it the metaverse and yeah. consuming content over there hmm. that's when it will really change things Got it. because if the gamers are there sure that's an audience again a huge audience that's also another that's, topic of discussion yeah, that's um why do you yeah, like yeah. you know but again they may not necessarily be the target audience for many of the brands hmm. Hmm. um but uh, i think it will still take some time because even the um corporate like let's say even meta still figuring out how and where it is metaverse going. should be looking like for them yeah so first they are the ones who will figure it out yeah. then there'll be some first um, first movers exactly and, so we're yeah. still far away from really getting marketing and brands into it correct right right now it's a novelty factor hmm. so it's happening that an h&m has a store in the metaverse yeah it's exciting yeah. right now yeah. it's an head, it's a headline grabber hmm. it's something that'll get you pr yeah. but one year down the line 
media companies will be done with it. They're like, fine, there's nothing new in it. Hmm. And then they'll be at a loss as to, okay, but how do we really connect with the audience? And that will take some time. So it's not happening anytime soon. Got it. Is there a metaverse in the making for uh, Madhava marketing in the future? Hopefully. Like, I would love to. Okay. I just don't know how to. I don't have that technical expertise. Got it. Um, <laughs> but if, if it does, then what does it look like? If, if it oh, does. wow. So I'm going to be thinking about it right now, yeah. off the cuff. Yeah. Um, if there was a metaverse, what would Madhava marketing be doing in it? Um, I, I, I think instead of our own presence, we would actually be helping brands with their presence in the metaverse. Got it. Um, I mean, think about it. Uh, so much content already, you shut your eyes, open the screen and again more content. Hmm. Um, so maybe what we should be doing is helping brands figure out what the best way for them is in the metaverse. Um, again, we don't have that expertise right now. I'm hoping that we build it up over the next um, few years. Yeah. Right? Actually, maybe sooner. I don't know how this. Hopefully, this can blow up anytime. Anytime, right? exactly. Yeah. It's uh, it's so. I, I would say there are so many people in it, but at the same time, there are so little people in yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Very few people know exactly everything that's happening, or I would say nobody knows exactly everything yeah. that's happening. Everybody knows few pieces, and they put them together and then make something out of it. That's true. Maybe with your marketing tech uh, engine. Yeah, ma maybe that's where we, we can we figure we something we out. We did actually. We have just finished a couple of uh, uh, pieces for a couple of really big brands in the metaverse. So oh, wow. That's, that's still under, I would hmm. say, a few reviews, but I hope they get released very soon. Oh, we can't wait to see that. Why were you asking me the question and you already have the answers? <laughs> I just wanted to understand how, what do you think <laughs> on it actually. <laughs> yeah, but I think this was, this was quite insi insightful. Um, if, if, if I was uh, somebody who is definitely looking at this to understand how Madhava marketing works, how Sadan Mori thinks, I think I've gotten a lot to learn from and a lot to in get inspired by as well. And you also do courses, if I'm not wrong. I do, yes. Okay. So, in your courses, people get to learn how to kill it at social media, correct? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much that's the theme of the course. Okay. And I think it's important to, um, to for people to know how to do it the right way. Mm. Because, again, I'm going to sound like one of those uh, uh, social media gurus. Okay. We're going <laughs> to say that there are loads of people out there, listen to me, don't listen to them. <laughs> but, um, but at the risk of sounding like that, yeah. I feel that there's no dearth of courses. Hmm. Correct. I mean, every second, who's every second person has a course and yeah. every third person is taking a course. Um, so again, the idea is always how can we do it differently. Hmm. So we made it like only practical stuff and only examples of what we have done. Yeah. We won't talk about anything that we have not done. Correct. So then we are really able to give examples from Values. our own experience yeah. that this is what we did. And this is what it turned out to be. Yeah. Do I don't want to say that you should try this out and try that out because mm. then it's just me guessing. Correct. Correct. So, um, and then I don't have the confidence of really doubling down on it. Mm. If yeah. I've done something that's worked for me, that I'm confident about, like really making it. No, you have to try it out. It's gonna work out. Try it yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds great. Um, and thank you so much for doing this. This was really, really insightful. Awesome. I had such a great time. Uh, no one, no, no one else lets me speak for so long, for so long. For I'm, I'm glad long you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you did. There's a lot for people to take away from this. Um, and I'm sure uh, people have many viewpoints. And I'm sure you're going to be seeing a lot of that in the comments and across uh, posts as well. So thank you so much again for doing this. I had a great time. Thank you so much, Pranav. Awesome.